Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome back. Where were you? We started at 12.05. We missed you. Set an alarm every Saturday, 12 o'clock noon for KNSS. It's the good life. Food, wine, and fun for your ears. Uh, with yours truly, the round mound of sound, good life guy. Um, I, being in Arizona and thinking of wine is probably not one of the first things you associate with those beautiful red rocks and the hills or even further south towards Scottsdale and Phoenix. But every state in our union produces wine, and Arizona's doing a tremendous job. It, the the it, economic impact has zoomed. The number of wineries is uh, is huge, nearly a hundred, um, and they've done a lot of things in the last in the recent past, recent in the early '80s, from securing the the farm winery bill that allows the states to have American viticultural areas and. And, and does some difference in as far as how they taste and produce. And uh, it continues to grow. And you'd think, what kind of grapes grow in the Arizona Rocky Desert? A lot. And good ones. And who better to tell us about it than Terry Glomsky? He's the, uh, the big cheese, the chief uh, proprietor, whether he likes it or not, going from retired to suddenly being a winery owner. Of AZ Stronghold, a cool producer in the in the Verde Valley. Uh, Terry, welcome to the Good Life. Well, thanks a lot. Thanks for asking. Well, Terry, we had so much fun spending time with you and Jason and and learning about the winery. Let's start with a brief overview about your journey in wine and how you got started. Then we'll talk about the winery and some of the products. Sure, sure. Uh, so. I've been involved in Arizona Stronghold and their sister company, Page Spring Cellars, uh, for the last 20 years. Uh, my, uh, my son is the one who uh, convinced me in 2003 to help him uh, start a winery in Arizona. And the first one was uh, Page Spring Cellars. And then Arizona Stronghold came along in 2007. Uh, with respect to my, so I've been involved, put quotes on, around that, uh, since day one. However, I was the guy in the background because I was the guy that had the day job, meaning, you know, things happen with small companies when they start up. And uh, generally, they're, they're not good. And uh, I recall days when I got phone calls to uh, pony up money to make payroll. Um, so uh, my background is totally different than the wine industry. Uh, I ran a private equity fund in Chicago, and uh, that is what I call my day job. Um, I retired at the end of 2019, and I thought I'd continue to be kind of in the background. By the way, I moved to uh, Arizona at that time. Uh, and COVID happened, and a lot of people 
rethought their careers and their lifestyles. And within a week after I had moved here, again, thinking I was retired and just being in the background, and lo and behold, um, our general manager quit and his wife, the club manager, quit and announced they were going to move to Hawaii with their two small children. So I was retired officially for two or three weeks until they left. And now, instead of being in the background, I am the general manager of Arizona Stronghold. My son, Eric, continues to run Page Spring Sellers. Wow. So that's me. You know, it's uh, it's so fun to hear the everyone's individual journey and how they got to where they are in the wine business. And yours is no different. It's very entertaining. Um, it's got to be interesting. I, I think we should probably start with the name. People go, Arizona Stronghold. What does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so our vineyards are down in Cochise County, Arizona, which is in the southeastern corner of the state. So we're not too far from New Mexico, and we're not too far from Mexico down in the corner there. It's Cochise County. That's the important part of, of this story. Uh, Cochise was the uh, warrior chief who fought uh, the American army. Uh, he was the last chief to stand against the American army. And what he did was he, every time there, there was a conflict, he would retreat into this very rocky a well-protected area called the Stronghold. And if you go down to Cochise County, there is a national monument there called Cochise Stronghold. And it's an amazing place. Everybody should go there. It's, it's amazing. And you can see why it, 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 he was able to hold out there. It's all these uh, big rock formations with these little slots to get in. Amazing. Anyway, because there was so much of that history down there where our vineyards were, when we started the winery, we decided to name it Arizona Stronghold. So the real name is Arizona Stronghold Vineyards. Mm. And it's, it's really a tribute to the, uh, the indigenous people that lived down there before uh, the white settlers came. And, uh, you know, I, I know that most wine consumers just don't have any idea what the main grapes are from Arizona, more importantly, how many different varieties are planted as both you and Jason and, and other producers in Arizona play with the soils and the microclimates to figure out what what can they produce the very best of in, in the microclimates and, and conditions there in Arizona. And you guys are no different. Talk a little bit about uh, the varieties that you think are prominent in Arizona in general and what you and Jason have put together that you are the most proud of. Yep. Uh, not surprisingly, uh, given the dry, high desert climate in Arizona. By the way, high is the important word when I say high desert. Most of the wineries in this state, uh, the, their vineyards are somewhere between 4,000 and 5,300 feet in elevation. Now, for anybody that's gone up in elevation, you realize that temperature falls. And that's why you can grow grapes in Arizona. You're not going to see vineyards in Phoenix because it's at a low elevation and it gets really hot in the summer. But you go up a couple thousand, three, four thousand feet, it's just right. Okay, so setting that aside, uh, high desert 
uh, elevations. Uh, not surprisingly, since it's still pretty warm, the grapes that grow best are the grapes that you would associate with other warm climate areas, especially in Europe. So, for example, the Southern Rhone in France, uh, the big grapes there are Syrah and Grenache. They are one of the top two red grapes that are grown here. Very similar climate. A lot of Italian grapes, um, Sangiovese, uh, uh, Montepulciano, um, uh, on the red side. So so those are some of the reds. Um, Malbec. Now, people now associate that with Mendoza in Argentina. And guess what? They're high elevation, semi-arid desert. No coincidence. Um, The other ones that grow really well are what we call the Bordeaux blends, Cabernet Sauvignon, uh, Merlot, uh, Cabernet Franc. They also grow very well. Uh, Chardonnay grows everywhere. Every every wine grape grower knows that (laughs) if 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 you can't grow Chardonnay, then you've got a much larger problem. Much larger problem. Uh, The but the white grape that really shines here is something called Malvasia Bianca. Now, if you're an Italian, you probably know what that is because it's one of the most common white grapes grown in Italy. Uh, so those are some of them. Uh, just just to round it out, we just got our first crop of Sauvignon Blanc, and we're shocked. It's, it's, it's outstanding. And when I say we're shocked, getting back to your point about playing around with different grape varieties, this is a pretty young industry still here. Uh, Bordeaux figured out what grows there over the last thousand years. Uh, California, let's say the last hundred. We've only really been fiddling around seriously for about 30 years. And so there's still a lot of playing around and experimentation. So when I said Sauvignon Blanc, uh, we were surprised. There's a lot of risk in trying a new variety. Uh, it's no matter how much science you put, try to put into the decision, it's still something of a crapshoot. And so Sauvignon Blanc is something that we're really excited about here. Yeah. And I, I know that with the first couple of white wines that we tasted, uh, it, a white blend and, and then the, the Muscat uh, just blew me away. They were so crisp and, and, and good acidity, but soft fruit. And uh, I, I'm hoarding them. I'm waiting for, I'm calling them special occasion wines, even though they're everyday ones that you should enjoy all the time. Um, Speaking of everyday wines, uh, your wines are, are are right priced. They're they're not uh, exceeding anything, in, including the, the one we're going to talk about most, the Loza in this beautiful uh, Bordeaux style Bordeaux style red blend. But uh, you guys have another line of wines that you produce that are kind of more like uh, something you might find in a grocery store in, in Arizona. Yeah, so we're the largest producer in the state. And again, put quotes around largest because Arizona is still relatively uh, small. We produce 15 to 20,000 cases a year. We produce enough that we have attracted uh, distributors that know we can make enough wine at a right price that they can distribute in places like grocery stores and wine shops. And uh, although they sell our more expensive wines like Lozen, what they really sell for us are these less expensive wines and that's our provisioner line. And we have a red, a white, and a uh, pink or rosé. And they're m- much more competitively priced. And uh, as they keep on telling us, uh, your 
your inexpensive provisioner line is by far the best tasting inexpensive wine. And when I say inexpensive, I mean less than $15, closer to 10. Um, and uh, that's where a lot of wine is bought. And that probably, in terms of volume, is probably 70% of the uh, the market, those lower price wines. So they're very important. Yeah. You know, and it, it, well, it's a great introduction for folks who have never had wine from Arizona. That's a given. But yeah. if they do, and if they come visit, if they see, you know, and it, it, yes, you, I, I didn't, we didn't drive past any vineyards getting up to the tasting room, room in Cottonwood. But um, if you do drive through the vineyards, you can fool yourself that you're in, in another, you could fool yourself that you're in Argentina, you know, with the, the background of the hills and the, the lush green vineyards and depending on what time of the year you go. Uh, interesting stuff. Winemaking is important. We're going to talk a little bit about, about Jason McCloskey. Uh, again, uh, he, he would be a whole nother show in himself and his journey in wine. And uh, Terry's lucky enough to have Jason as the winemaker. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit about him. And then, oh, God, we got it. we're going to spend some time talking about uh, the high-end wines from AZ Stronghold. Uh, my favorite of the whole day we spent there was tasting Lozen, L-O-Z-E-N. And the beautiful label and body style and uh, of, that this wine brings to the table in a beautiful package. And Go to goodlifeguy.com. I harvested a picture that has a glass of wine next to a bottle of Lozen sitting on the hillside. And uh, it'll give you a little bit of feeling about what we're talking about. We'll be right back with Terry Glomsky. He's the big cheese, the owner, the, the guy behind the label at Arizona Stronghold Vineyards. We'll be right back. is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 